0: Okay. I want you to do this for me. Are you listening? It sounds like something a king would say. I want you to do this for me. So what does a typical king kind of look like? How do we imagine him? Or what did what does a typical king do? I mean, you think of you think of a king that's tall, that wears long red clothing, long red robes. They have a very prominent crown that people can see from a distance. They usually talk from a throne. They have a nice, strong, flowing beard, kind of like Father Valencik's. Not on my own. That's what a king might look like. What does a typical king do? Well, they're a person entitled, and they're uh, they're entrusted to rule over other people. And usually they inherit this by birthright. A king is responsible for the well-being and for the needs of their people. And the people serve them, or serve the king, in return for their freedom and for their protection. A king is meant to unite people together and they define the laws in their kingdom, and they're responsible for enforcing those laws. Not bad. But there are some setbacks for the common folks, for a typical king. People like us would rarely ever see the king or associate with with him, and much less know the king. You would just know of the king. Of course, the most useful and the most important people in the kingdom, they would know the king, and they would go and converse with him and then try to communicate the needs of the common people. So the king is someone you tend to see from afar. You know, he lives above us, and he kind of lords over us. Lastly, the people are at the kind of mercy of the king's desires, whether good or bad. The king says, jump, and then we say, how high? So, a king is someone who's luxurious, they're authoritative, they're powerful, and they're kind of unapproachable. Why are we talking about this? Because Christ is our king, but he's not really kingly. You know, not in this way. We know Christ is our shepherd. We know what that looks like. So why is it so important today to think about Christ being our king? Why did Pope Pius XI institute this solemnity on this day in 1925, 1925? It's because of the time in history People were forgetting and they were neglecting the authority that Christ has over our daily lives. And this is at a time when secularism, secularism was rising everywhere, all over the place. And secularism is like a voice that says, it's all about my freedom. So why would Jesus Christ tell me what to do, what to think? how to act. This was a critical time to remember that Christ is king of the universe because people were losing respect for his authority in the mess of this modern world. And not much has changed, huh? Since 1925. So if it's critical for us to serve Christ, our king, and follow his commands, we need to understand what kind of king he is, So we'll want to serve him. Because we all have to admit, we don't love hearing, don't do this, when that's exactly what we want to do. And we don't love hearing sometimes, do this, when we feel like doing exactly the opposite or something different. So how is Jesus, how is it that Jesus is our king? because he's the son of God, for one. And not only that, he's our redeemer. He didn't merely inherit his kingship over us, he earned it by his love and by his sacrifice for us. And he refused to let other people suffer for him. He suffered so they didn't have to suffer, especially those who didn't serve him yet. Because we've got to remember that Jesus is the Lamb who is slain upon the throne. And the kind of red that Jesus wore was his blood that poured out for us. And it's true that we are at the mercy of his desires, which is mercy for us. And his joy is dependent upon our joy, not the other way around. And by nature of being a king, he does bring his people together, and he does unite them. Because we hear in the readings, I will rescue them from every place where they are scattered, and I will judge between one sheep and another. So the way he rules, he shepherds. Our king makes peace between us. Be- yeah, he makes peace between us when we simply don't know how to make peace with one another. And this is a tall order. This is something that he's been doing throughout history. His business is peace, not war. And not only does he bring us together, he doesn't go to the important people. He especially seeks out the most helpless and most vulnerable people, over and over again. Thank God for that, because that's us most of the time. So unlike other kings, he doesn't watch from his throne and see other people doing his work for him. He does all the work, because that's exactly who he associates himself with, you know, the lost sheep, the weak, the low. So, therefore, he's the exact opposite of distant, unapproachable. Because we know that our king walks with us. And his appearance is like ours. And he gets us. And he speaks our language. And he relates to us each. So, he's accessible. He's approachable to each of us who we are, where we're at. Sounds more like a servant. Than royalty, doesn't it? And his decrees, his kingly decrees, sound something like I didn't come to serve, or I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Or love one another as I have loved you. And As we hear today, whatever you did for one of my least brothers and sisters, you did for me. Which is to say, if you serve them, if you serve one another, you serve me. Because that's who I'm here for. So let me ask you a question Do you remember a time when you gave a person a smile? that seemed to be down at that time and you gave them a moment just to see how they were doing. Or maybe a time when you neglected yourself to do something nice for someone else when you could have easily waited for someone else to do it and went about your day. The answer is yes, you served your king. And on the other end, Can you recall a time when someone really took a moment to see how you're doing and they were gentle with you at that perfect moment when you really just needed someone to care? Or when someone provided something for you that you literally could not take care of yourself? If the answer is yes and yes, that's all happened to us Your king served you. So Christ is not only the king of the universe, he's our personal. He's my king. He's your king. And we serve him because what he wants is our good. And we love him because he loved us first. And he loves us so much more. So, This is why we serve him, the cross. This is our crest, and it means love. So Jesus, our king, who he is, is God with us, not God over us. And in a life that's so confusing and so conflicting, don't we want sometimes just to be told what to do, by a person who knows us, and a person who knows best, and even better, a person who loves us. Christ is all these things, and so much more. So for our good, for our good, listen for what Christ our King is saying to you at this time in your life? And if you hear jump, you ask, Okay, how high? Because his power is for our freedom. And his commands are for our happiness. And his kingdom is for our salvation. So how can we how could we trust, how could we not trust such a king? And how could we not love such a king